0: Hey.
1: 49 the horn we like to call it a freak flag feel good fake it till you make it rick flair 512 friday edition a ball don't lie also should have threw in the fourth because uh this is actually our holiday show because we won't be back until after july 4th celebrating the independence day of the greatest nation on this planet uh we got a lot to get into on the show Full Monty for you. NBA free agency. We are on the eve of it as we speak around 5 o'clock. Oh, that's when it all starts. So we'll be tracking all of the NBA free agency frenzy. uh, CDC sent out uh, a notice of sorts to all the Longhorn fans regarding the NCAA's memo about NIL. Uh, We'll read that and discuss it as well. We'll go behind the burnt orange curtain, talk about the most indispensable players on the 40 acres for the Longhorn football. Team Also examine their schedule a little bit. CBS talks about uh, the, the strength of schedule for all the teams in the Big 12. We'll talk about Texas specifically. Uh, Bob Stoops want to set the record straight about the Oklahoma Sooners. We'll get into that too coming up. Uh, also, uh, James Harden, he's, um, he's very upset. He's got a grievance of some sort. That's usually the case with James Harden. We'll discuss that, too, when we talk about the NBA and what is Kyrie doing. Because Kyrie's up to something. We'll discuss what that is for Mavs fans. All of that and more. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. We like to call him the idillionaire. He's one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid, but we're pretty damn sure this man is underpaid. It's Patrick Davis, y'all. What's going on, Patrick? Oh, you know, it's a, it's a Friday. It's a Friday. Oh, man, it's Friday. It's a Friday. It's a Friday.
0: Hey, it's a, when, it's when you Friday. have to do the work of five people during a Friday, that's it's true. a Friday. There it is a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> been been really... scrambling a little bit today.
1: Uh, that's true. Uh, a lot of people are taking er, early early leave, if you will. And planning weekend. for a holiday weekend. And, and we planning we for the gotta, holiday we weekend. Gotta, you know. you got to do a little extra work because yeah. uh, the bosses decided that we uh, were getting hey, a off. I'll take it. I'll take yeah. the days off,
0: but, mm-hmm. but it is a little stressful right now.
1: Uh, I get it. I get it. It's, it's a, hey, it, you know what? And I will try I try to do my best not to be a part of the stress. Add to the stress. But uh, that's why he is one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. I said it. And like I said, he's doing the work of like three or four people. And that's also why we know he's underpaid. See, it all
0: fits. <laughs> it all fits. It all
1: fits. <laughs> uh, also, uh, you can be a part of the show. You're the most important part of you. are the heartbeat of this thing. Hit us up on the Specs Text Line 512 uh, 337 You also can hit us up via Twitter. I'm at Rod Baker. Davis in the Twitterverse, my man Patrick at it's Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse. And uh, if you want to cyberstalk cards, you can do that. He is on vacation, well deserved. Uh, you can uh, reach out to him at hardball hards in the Twitterverse. All right, we'll talk some uh, Texas football here in this segment. Uh, we'll also get into this CDC notice uh, that was sent to Longhorn fans out there um, because uh, now it's kind of made the round. I think it was sent to like donors and boosters, but now it's made the rounds. It's in response to the NCAA's memo. So we'll get to that. We'll start off with that and talk some uh, Texas uh, football. We'll get into some other uh, subjects behind the Bernal's Court. Also, go Strolls! uh Astros and Rangers start their series tonight, so we'll do a little preview of that coming up next segment, get into some Major League Baseball discussion. Um, but, yeah, a lot of talk about the NBA uh, coming up because a lot of buzz on the eve of yes we are two we're an reason. hour and
0: 55 minutes away from when teams can legally start uh, discussing contracts and uh, magically there will be about probably 10 contracts that are announced hey. within the first 15
1: minutes hey uh hey. you know magically they they didn't talk but they they're such on the same wavelength it doesn't take long when you know you know <laughs> you know what i mean they just called them up like you want to play for us what, what, yes. what, do you, what do you what do you call tampering yeah, oh, uh, is the most violated rule on the books. It's basically the equivalent of speeding. Everybody right now is speeding. All y'all speeding right now. That's what tampering is. It's it's the most yeah. violated rule in the no, books. That's in I every had sport.
0: A, I had to have that conversation with someone I was talking to earlier, where they were like,
1: "Well, that's tampering," right? You go, "Yeah." yeah. They go, "Well, that's wrong. That's illegal,"
0: right? You go, "Yeah." yeah. They go. Like I don't know what you want me to tell you. <laughs> That's what's happening. They can't enforce it.
1: I <laughs> know they can no, and, and I mean, the NFL mocks it too. They call it legal tampering. They have yeah, a legal tampering yes. period. They, Which they, people they, do before yeah. <laughs> they illegally tamper
0: before the legal tampering. They decided,
1: you know what? It's such a violated rule. People will just disregard and dismiss it. Let's uh, just call it the legal tampering period. That way, we'll get more. We'll get more headlines. People will be talking about the legal tampering period, right? It's basically the eve. A free agency for them. And, yeah, Patrick's right. It happens here. But college sports, too, I'm about to get into it. Tampering's a big part of it. I mean, that's it's a yep. big part of what's happening in college sports. A lot of tampering going on uh, and trying to uh, induce players to get through the to, – to enter the transfer portal uh, and into the transfer portal to find out what your market value is, and therefore you can cash in on the NIL, which – All those things are against NCAA rules and are supposed to be against state laws as as well. You're not supposed to be able to use uh, the NIL numbers or the NIL package as an inducement for a student athlete to come on campus. But we all know it's happening. And if it's not happening, you got to find a way. You know, it's like the, the tax avoidance and tax evasion you got to find a way around the rules. you got to get a little loophole. That's tax avoidance. You find a little loophole there. Hey, you avoided taxes. Don't evade them. That's illegal. So, like Texas, right, the, announcing the pancake factory was brilliant. Yeah. It was, most, it was one of the most brilliant recruiting strategies in the NIL era. They'll, they'll study it in, in, in years after and go, yeah, and honestly, because you're not supposed to be able to use, right, NIL packaging or your NIL deals to, you know, attract and lure student-athletes. Um and you know, induce student athletes to come on campus. But if you just announce it to the world that, oh, you know what, all the offensive linemen who own scholarship at Texas get fifty thousand dollars a year just base from the Pancake Factory shout out. Um, I mean, is is that is that breaking the rule? I mean I mean I, it was just uh, apparently story. not
0: because they're still allowing it.
1: No, I'm just saying, like it's yeah, I don't I don't think it is, but it's just all about your interpretation yeah. of it. It's like, no, it's just Texas. Is it it
0: breaking the spirit of the game? No, it's it's a brilliant (laughs)
1: strategy by Texas. And what has happened to the offensive line recruiting on the 40 acres? Yeah. (laughs) And Kyle Flow's doing a great job, too. But shout out to the BMDs, big money donors and boosters. Speaking of those uh, big money and, you know, all money, all the boosters and donors. There was a memo of sorts sent to a letter, a notice sent by Chris Del Conte to donors Um, about their response to the NCAA's letter or memo uh, in regard to the new Texas law that is going to take effect on July 1st, the new NIL law, which basically we're not going to go through the NCAA's memo, but basically the gist of it is they want you to follow NCAA guidelines, NCAA rules regarding NIL rather than your state laws. So prior, prioritize NCAA rules over the state laws. That's what they would like. The NCAA would. Of course, they would like that. Um, and I believe Ross Bjork on the record basically said that's not happening. Uh, Texas A&M. So he you know, what I mean, so he kind of set the tone for Texas A&M and said that, you know, they're going to follow state laws and not the NCAA rules. So, what's the response from CDC? I think a lot of Longhorn fans were kind of waiting on that, and I don't. Obviously, I'm I'm not sure he meant for this to go public, but he think he knew it was going to go public. Uh, So he said, Longhorns, as we continue to navigate this new era of college athletics and the importance of name, image and likeness, we wanted to provide an update to recent announcements. Governor Abbott recently signed HB 2804, a bill that enhances our ability to support our student athletes in the ever evolving world of name, image and likeness. One important component of the new state law is that it allows for current Longhorn Foundation donors to receive loyalty points for contributions made to the Texas one fund after July 1st. However, the NCAA issued an NIL policy update on June 27th. Shout out DJ screw um, that states schools must adhere to the NCAA legislation or policy uh, when it conflicts with the uh, permissive state laws. The policy updates prohibit some of what is permissive in HB 2804, as well as many other state specific NIL bills. So we are, he said, we are currently assessing all information to determine how Texas athletics will navigate the conflicting aspects of NCAA NIO policy in HB 2804. He also goes on to talk about some tax stuff, too, um, that um, you should consult your you know, tax, uh, con- your, whoever your tax resources are, um, and you're a tax specialist about taxes and status and that kind of stuff. But uh, he's essentially saying that uh, here, um, and when he gets into it, he said, additionally, I'm sure you heard about uh, the release of the the recent memo uh, also by the IRS. And he was talking about tax status, but he did not necessarily declare like or m- take a stance whether against the NCAA. Um, he just basically said, you know, the policy updates prohibit some of what is allowed in the new law. Um, he said we are currently assessing all information to determine how Texas athletics will navigate. So we're still waiting. They haven't necessarily chosen a path. Like I said, AM has clearly decided um we are going to abide by state laws. That's what we'll respect. That that will be how that will that's gonna be our direction. right? And that will determine our direction will be state laws. And I think any lawyer, any uh, most lawyers would tell you that you stand on pretty solid ground if, you know, the state law is on your side um, rather than some rule or a guideline from an institution like the NCAA. But that could, you know, but it'll, ultimately it will end up in court somewhere. That's the whole point, I'm sure. So we don't know what Texas is going to do. We know what a is going to do. Said, Ross Bjork said the state law is going to govern how we do business in terms of this state law will, will reign and that's how we'll move forward. So, yeah, the NCAA, I, I think they're just like I said, they understand what I said a long time ago. They are a dinosaur and the NIL is essentially the asteroid that's coming to destroy the NCAA as we know it. It will be around, but will it have the power that it once had and will it govern over all of the, you know, revenue generating sports for the most part. I don't think that'll be the case in, you know, I don't know, a decade plus, whenever it happens, whether that's separation and, you know, kind of emancipation of the, you know, big four conferences or the top 60 something schools in college football and football separate from everything else. Or, you know, ultimately there is, uh, you know, some type of, body uh governing body or a commissioner of college football whatever is decided in the future we have no idea how it's going to look but like i said i i think this is just the uh the showers before the asteroid hits <laughs> the ncaa and it's coming they're a dinosaur and it's coming they know it too. they, they know there's no stopping it because uh, at this point they have punted on so many big time issues Uh, it's hard to respect their authority, right? They punted on COVID. That was the first one. It's like, oh, they were like, no, 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 let the conferences handle it. We don't really want to touch that. It's a pandemic. That sounds sounds like a lot of ethical issues involved there. We don't want to touch that. No. (laughs) Um, Then essentially with NIL, yeah, they have their guidelines now, but they could have come up with, you know, a more stricter, strict policies Way before uh, the states enacted laws. Remember, California was the one that went out first and said, oh, no, we got our own state laws. NCAA ain't doing anything. We'll do it. Boom. NCAA was late to react. They knew it was coming. This is what they do. They knew it was coming. And they decided, nah, we'll, we'll let the states handle it. Bad idea. Well, for them it was. I think they, they, what their thought process was let the states handle it. Let chaos ensue. And then when chaos happens, everybody will regret what's going on. And they'll plead, they'll come running back to the NCAA to come take charge and to govern, you know, the college, major college sports again. And nobody's doing that. Nobody, nobody's ever going to do that. Nobody trusts the NCAA and the N- NCAA is ill-equipped to handle um, a, a modernized version of amateurism, whatever form it takes right now, with NIL transport in the free market now uh, being a major part of college sports. They're ill equipped to handle it. So that, that was that was another one. And they decide. And then now the transfer portal seems like I mean, I don't know exactly what's going on with the NCAA and the transfer portal, but I think we can all just kind of see with our own eyes. Like, they don't seem to be very restrictive on the transfer portal. They seem to be just kind of letting guys transfer where they yeah. want to. I, I don't know if there are special waivers being, but guys are transferring multiple times and it used to be remember, extremely restrictive. And then post COVID once they put in the, what was supposed to be kind of a temporary, you know, kind of move and guideline that they would allow players to transfer. Now they're just, it seems to be like I said, free agency or free market, which I, I respect I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for it. My point is, more and more, they're deciding to punt on really crucial issues that affect the, really, the, the identity of college sports. And, like I said, I wouldn't trust them with something like this. Now, Uncle Sam, yes. Greg Sankey, he wants to take it on as the, con, you know, the commissioner of college sports, whatever. Uh, they want to get together another governing body altogether and separate. That's fine. But the NCAA, they can't be trusted. We know this. Yeah. We all know this. No, because it's, it's
0: <laughs> when you're just like, hey, we have to get our cut of it. Anyway, we can get our cut of it. I, yeah. I, I mean, the transfer portal thing is always crazy to me that they've just let that go completely. I don't know the rules I anymore. I mean, because, you know, originally it was like, well, you can transfer if you need to, but don't go in conference. Like, that's crazy. And now teams are transferring in conference and being like, oh, no, I'll be at the campus tomorrow working out. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'll be playing against my old teammates.
0: Yeah. You're like, really? Like, well, you just do that immediately? Like, yeah. people had to sit out a year. It was a big decision. And, yeah, Trey Mitchell has transferred. This is his uh, fourth team. Fourth team? Fourth team in four years. This
1: is his fourth team, yeah.
0: And, and I get You can say, well, the Bob Huggins situation in West Virginia means that anyone can get out of there because if you have a coach who's being let go or whatever else – then I I get it. You can say that, but that wasn't even the discussion. It wasn't even a, well, is it okay because of Bob Huggins Mm. that we can let Trey Mitchell get out of his... No, No. it was Kentucky called him, said, we will offer you more money than West Virginia, we need a big, and he went and took the money. And good for him. Good for him. I'm not against it, but that's what happened, and no one seems to... (laughs) And we all know that's what happened. Yeah, It's 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 not, it's not hidden that that's what happened. No. Because everyone went, before he entered the transfer portal, he was rumored to go to Kentucky. And mm-hmm. technically, he shouldn't be having any contact with Kentucky prior to going to it. So it's just those situations, and I'm using him just because he's a former Longhorn, yeah, and a, we saw it happen. It's
1: that you're well-versed in. But, yeah, yeah but that is, that, is not a,
0: that is not a rare occurrence. No. That's a anywhere. very common occurrence. So yeah. when you see this, and when you see them go, hey guys, don't, don't follow state laws, go... But you're not enforcing anything. Exactly. So why are you looking at us? (laughs) What do you you, do here? You haven't enforced the the bag man for 40, 50 years. (laughs) You haven't enforced any of this stuff. You only get mad when it gets so blatantly obvious that people catch it on camera. And then you're like, okay, we have actual recording and stuff. And normally that's because the FBI or CIA has a team they don't like. It goes after them. And then hand delivers you a package. And even that... You've messed up at points mm-hmm. because you said, uh, well, education scandals are not that, and, and sexual abuse is not it. We, we have no, that's not us. Yeah. We don't deal with any of that. But if you were trying to give money to one of these kids instead of us, you, that money has to go through us first, guys. Exactly.
1: <laughs> that's the we we only problem. need to see that, that money. I need to see that money to make sure it's authentic. I need to, I'm basically, I need to vet that money. But you're right. And I think that's what's upsetting here for the NCAA. I don't know if they didn't do their research about what NIL would be. And we're what, two years in now. I don't know if they anticipated this type of economic windfall. And that's how you know they just don't have smart people working for them. right? Yeah. Because anytime the prohibition of a service or industry is lifted in this country, whether you're talking about marijuana <laughs> or we're talking about legalized, sports betting or we're talking about guns you know gun laws whatever it is it there an economic windfall always follows even going back to prohibition of alcohol it always follows there's always a ton of money of, of, of any service that was prohibited or against the law that they legalize it's like just do your freaking research man you knew that was going to happen and for some i think now they want a piece of it now they're like oh, i don't know we actually might need to get a piece of this. Yeah. we am going to need to have some of this money going through us. Yeah. And not happening. And I, I you're, think, you're a flashlight cop. I think it was it, also
0: right? that, that they really thought that people were going to be so disgusted watching these young men and young women make money. They did. They thought people were going to be outraged in their seats and were like, yeah, no, we, we think you're the bad guys." Exactly. <laughs> like, most of us think you're, you're just in, an, in in a bubble where you guys are all agree that you're the good guys yes. because
1: you're paying for everything. That's a great point. They do. And, and And I don't think they have one ally. Like I no I, coaches don't like the NCAA, administrators don't like them, commissioners don't like them, athletic directors don't like them, fans don't like them. Nobody, players don't mm-hmm. like. They have no allies. Well, and you got to remember, <laughs> like
0: one of the reasons coaches and and administrators and all of them don't like them is because they can look and see everybody else uh, getting their. You know, getting ahead and doing things and they see it happening and then they go and then you come to you and go, hey, no, no, wait, you can't do that. We're going to put sanctions on you. you. Go. What am I? How am I supposed to be competitive if we can see this happening over there and you're mad about it over here?
1: Yeah, no, it is. It's it is laughable at this point. So at least Texas is being respectful. I think Texas I think CDC just wants to, you know, he just wants to kind of handle it, you know, in a tactful manner. Yeah. We're, still, we're still deciding, you know, but I, there's no way he is going to discourage. BMDs, big money boosters and donors yeah. at Texas, to, uh, you know, basically discouraging them from following the state laws, which, you know, they built their collectives and all of these different things around state laws to follow state laws, um, you know, in <laughs> in favor of prioritizing the NCAA guidelines. He's not going to do that. So the only other option is, you know, he's going to be against the NCAA's you know, rules and for the state laws. I just don't, he's a politician in this point. I think he wants to handle it in a very politically savvy way by not upsetting anybody. I I mean, just simply. And maybe never take a stance. He may never take a stance and just let the big money and donors do what they're doing.
0: I I think he knows too. He's like, look, if the lawsuit starts with us, every other school is going to expect us to handle it and not chip in any money and chip in. Our lawyers are going to have to handle everything. Or we can let some other teams start the front and then we'll come in and help them. But we don't want to necessarily make it our, like, if it becomes Texas's argument, then everyone's just going to try and let Texas handle it because they have the most money. Even though that's not, like, even if another team has more sway or whatever else. So they're like, let A&M, they have money, let them start it, and they're going to come out and just directly go in the face of NCAA, and then we'll come behind and and we'll do what we need to do. But there's no need to be the front bearer of the charge. You know when you know the things are going to end up in your favor in the end.
1: Yeah, um, no, it's um, so it. I, yeah, I don't. I really don't know exactly what public stance Texas is going to take behind the scenes. I can't see. Yeah, but I think that the whole point is: will the NCAA act? Right? Will they basically decide Texas or Texas and Because it could be either one yeah. of them. All right, is, and, uh, and let's forget, Texas Tech, Tech will do the same thing. They will. TCU they will. will do the same. Baylor will do Like, all these schools will yeah, do it. They, I think they'll come after Texas and Texas A&M because, obviously, higher profile. Yeah, yeah. And in terms of NIL money, I want Open Doors, who studies you know, all the NIL transactions around the country, millions of them, all the collectives and directives. Uh, and they say Texas is the number one NIL compensation uh, you know, university or program in the country which doesn't shock anybody. right? We, we've talked about that before. It, but will the NCAA decide, all right, we got evidence that y'all are breaking the labor rules. And then what is the, it, whether it's A&M or Texas, because I think more likely it's going to be a and Because A&M is, like Ross Bjork has blatantly said, man, to hell with that. At least, at least CDC, I think, yeah. is being a little bit more discreet and he's being a little more cautious. <laughs> and, and let's, But it seems like he, it, Ross Bjork is saying, no, no, to hell with that. We're going with, state laws over the NCAA And, and I think there
0: could be some stuff as well going from Big 12 to SEC that you don't want to necessarily ruffle, you know, make any waves in the Big 12 on your way out. Because if you do in the Big 12, everyone else can just decide, all right, yeah, they get a postseason ban in the Big 12. Big 12's going to enforce this stuff. Big 12's going to try and screw them over on the way out. Big 12's going to find them in all this on the way out. Because they, they know they, they're playing with they're, – they're on the way out. And they would have to fight the Big 12 on all these things. If, if the Big 12 decides – well, no, this is not unfair because what about Kansas and and what about West Virginia and what about so there there is a point too where they may just go look once we get to the SEC we know this isn't a problem anymore but we have to get to the SEC first because we're already we we got a scoring lover and we may not even be fighting the NCAA we may be fighting the NCAA and Big Twelve for a year and we don't want to deal with hurting our students by trying to push a push a rule and then then basically other people taking it out on them. I don't know if the big 12 would do that or at what punishment they would put on them, but you could see the big 12 trying to put something or some fine or something slap on the wrist just because they could.
1: Yeah. Um, so TEC says they're currently assessing all information to determine how Texas athletics will navigate the conflicting aspects of the NCAA NIO policy and the new law HB 2804. So, I mean, they got, they got really good lawyers working on it. <laughs> Basically trying to find loopholes. I imagine um, uh, may, actually in the NCAA rules in a way that they could do it uh, but the NCAA has blatantly said that yes a couple of the new policies within the new NIL law in Texas and I'm sure in a bunch of other states too by the way Texas is just of course you're talking about a football mecca um, so it, it matters a lot also matters a lot in the SEC country too uh, but I do think this might be ground zero for um, a face off between the NCAA and, you know, one of the programs or a, maybe even a conference, depending. It might come in Texas. It might happen here in Texas. Yeah. Just because of the state law. And maybe that's what they want, this reckoning uh, that is, seems inevitable between the NCAA and somebody. But what's the NCAA going to do? I just don't know what they're going to do. Be interesting. Uh, All right. Uh, We'll uh, get to some more discussion about Texas sports. Actually, we'll talk about the most indispensable players for Texas football coming up this season. Also, we'll examine their schedule a little bit. Uh, CBS Sports did an examination of the strength of schedule for all the teams in the Big 12. We'll get into that. Coming up next, though, we got to talk about the Astros, Goose and the Rangers. Uh, They're facing off tonight. Biggest series for the Rangers since when? A lot of Rangers fans said since that World Series they had, uh, at least since, you know, 2016. You got to go back a long way since the Rangers were in first place in the division. And then the Astros uh, were looking ahead at the Rangers and they had a series this important right before the All-Star break. Uh, we'll get into that preview in a little bit right here on Ball. Don't lie. one if we're not the horn. Right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Patrick the Idealionaire plays songs from very talented human beings, bands, and artists that you have a chance to see live right here in the ATX. Who is jamming right now, Patrick?
0: This is a good rogering, and they're playing tonight
1: at Come and Take It Live. Uh, oh, I know where that is. Ah feel cool then Uh, you want to feel cool just listen to patrick on 512 fridays and he'll tell you about all the very talented local artists um that you have a chance to see and you'll know all the you know the cool spots where they play and now you can impress all your friends 512 friday Um, all right uh let's get to some uh discussion here about uh texter here uh made a good point too um saying as long as texas he says as long as we don't give longhorn foundation loyalty points for our donations, we're in compliance. That's the issue. A&M is willing to put their neck on the line for that. Um, yeah, that's basically it. Because Texas is fine. Like I said, they were already considered the number one NIL you know, program right now in college sports. And that's without the current law giving them even more advantages. So I think Texas will decide, nah, not worth it for us. We're good. Um, but. Yeah, somebody's going to face off with the NCAA. There are, I mean, and and like I said, Texas isn't the only state that's going to have that kind of law. There'll be several states with it. So somebody will. It may not be A&M either. A&M may decide, even though Ross did say state laws trump the rules for them. So maybe A&M wants to face off with the NCAA. They could. They could want the smoke. Mm-hmm. Again,
0: I, I think SEC and Big Ten or two conferences that want a lot more smoke. With yeah, exactly. Maybe they're
1: like, "We want the smoke. Come in, because yeah. we got those, yeah, those exactly.
0: conferences. You have a little bit more backing of both yeah. those conferences. Are like, dude, we don't like y'all. Yeah, you Let's guys, go. you guys don't like us. We don't like you. We Let's make start. all of the money.
1: You, 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 threaten us like we should. We should leave. Basically, the NCAA. If we don't yeah. like your rules, okay. We're telling you, we don't like your rules. Yeah. So now, balls at your court. We don't like your rules. What are you going to do about the NCAA? And what okay. are they going to do about it? I would yeah. like to know.
0: We're one of the most powerful conferences in football, basketball, and baseball.
1: What you want to do? You you really want to get us on your bad side? You really want to get? We don't like you, but we don't. Ma- you're not public enemy number one of us. Look, you you, can, make, you, you can, want to be public enemy number one? Hey, I can tell you right now, you can manage
0: over all the other sports other than football, baseball, and basketball, and tell me how much money you're making and how many layoffs you're going to have when that happens. It's, it, it, at the end of the day, it's coming down to money, like it mm. always does, and so. Uh, the SEC just they make more, so they're uh, they're much more willing to fight it.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, I agree with you on that. Uh, okay, let's get to some um, some discussion about the Rangers and the Astros facing off. Uh, this is a big series for the Rangers. I did I throw it out there yesterday. I, if you're a Rangers fan, and give it to me on Specs X Line five one two three three seven three seven seven six. What's the last time you think a Rangers had a series this big for the Rangers? Leading the division right now is it? Five and a half? Or are we still at six? We games? are five. We're at five, we're games. At five games right oh, now. After
0: go. after a loss for the Rangers yesterday, a win for the Astros. Yeah. You're at five. It is a four game series that starts tonight, goes uh, tonight, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So you are talking about a I mean, swing if someone were to sweep it, which is hard to, hard do. to do. But it's, it's, that is a three, difference one, between one three, one. a one game lead and a nine game lead. Yeah,
1: but even a three one still can swing. Yes. Dramatically. So you're
0: talking about a lot when you have one more, uh, basically one more week until the All Star break after the series. So, you're, I mean, this is just a big – it's a big series in the fact of you don't want to be going in the All-Star. If you're the Astros, you don't want to be going in the All-Star break close to 10 games down. And if you're the Rangers, you prefer to be going into the All-Star break with a five- to six-game lead. So, if the Astros cut it down to one or two, that second half of the season becomes a lot more stressful in every game and those breaks, because Jeremy Pena is not going to be in the lineup for the Astros, or at least not starting the game for the Astros tonight, because you're still in the first half of the season. Astros win some of these games, all of a sudden the Rangers pitching rotation tightens up a little bit more, you have to figure out some things, you maybe become more of a buyer because you want to push those games back out. You feel you have the players, they've got four starting All-Stars this year, that's a a heck of a lineup that you got that infield. So I, I get that it's a big series in the fact that the Rangers can really dominate, really push their own narrative and dominate the the AL uh, Central or the AL West by winning this series. Three to one, if they win this series and push the Astros further away, it, that's a huge statement going into the All Star weekend.
1: Yeah, like I said, I, I can't remember a Rangers series this big in like seven, seven years. I mean, it's been just been a long time. Uh, and the four starters that Patrick mentioned on the, uh, the AO All-Star team, uh, the most stars, All-Star starters uh, for any team um, that has voted since 2016. So three-fourths of the infield for them, uh, Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, and Josh Young all won uh, the voting at their positions. Uh, then the catcher, uh, Jonah Heim also uh, voted in as well. And there's an argument to be made that they could have had a couple of more uh one you know, i mean they, they that's I mean, how, that, yeah that's uh, Adoles Garcia
0: been. was second in voting to I mean, Rosa Reina yeah. at center field so Adolis Garcia was another guy who was right oh, there for an all-star start he will be an all-star
1: but yeah, as a starter
0: so yeah. so we were saying four all-star starters and then you're going to add in a couple more on the bench you may have a pitcher in there you're going to get uh you know garcia is going to be there so yeah you you're, you're going to have a lot of representation and for the Astros it really looks like it's going to be Jordan Alvarez probably Framber Valdez uh, and then, I mean, maybe, maybe Cal Tucker, but maybe not. Maybe not as a reserve. Yeah, you got to get somebody from every team in there. So yeah, I don't know. You could just have uh, one or two Astros in it, which is a big swing in that AL West.
1: Uh, and, yeah, and giving up for the Rangers, man. This is this is historic. The Rangers four elected All Stars. Um, all-star starters, excuse me, for the AL in 2023. It is the most elected starters for a team since 2016, as I brought up. But uh, that the Cubs, I think, had five and the Red Sox had four that year. Also, uh, these are the first all-star starters for the Rangers since 2012 when they had a previous record of three. Um, yeah. So it, <laughs> cause it, it's been a little while for the Rangers. Uh, they've had a team this good. And, yeah, they are the real deal. Um, and getting back to Adelise Garcia, uh, Jared Sandler had this, this tweet. He said, um, just a reminder that Adelise Garcia deserves to start. and should be an all-star. He said leads major league baseball in RBIs. Um, second among the American league outfielders and home runs. And is the only player in major league baseball with 60 plus runs and 60 plus RBIs. Also leads all um, outfielders in outfield assists. So he's been a, defensive weapon, too. I mean, he really is. I mean, he's been, he's yes. been great. I, it's, 20 home runs this year already. He, he's
0: a victim of all the other Rangers, I think. But, yeah, That's I mean, in that so, outfield, you have Aaron Judge and Mike Trout, which are pretty much, gear, like, grandfathered yeah. in. They're going to be in that.
1: They're going to be So
0: in. it was one other position. Randy Rosarano has been playing really good this year. He gets put in. Uh, it, but, yeah, I think, yeah, if you look at it, it if there would have been three positions open and there wasn't Judge and Trout or one of those guys was hurt and wasn't able to, to play as much, then, yeah, he probably gets in. But, he just happens to be the the fourth man in that rotation. Angels mm-hmm. also pulling two All Star starters in Mike Trout and Shohei Ohtani. Hey, not surprising, no. but that will tell you the AOS has six starters in in the in the uh, AL All Star team. None from the Astros. None from the defending World it's Champs. It, I
1: guess, and it feels like it feels that way as an Astros fan. I can it tell does. It feels it, it's felt. Jordan, that way. If
0: Jordan didn't get hurt, he may get in there as well. Because if Jordan doesn't get hurt, he's further in that home run race, and he has a lot more stats. So that Jordan injury kind of knocked him back a little bit. But
1: that's your one guy. I know. Like I said, it's the injuries, because it's the worst injury luck they've had in like seven years since they've been on this run. Um, and, man, and they just really haven't played really well. Alex Bregman actually is finding a little bit of a groove. Actually, the last eight games. Yeah, or so. Jose
0: Abreu's playing a lot better now. Like they're they're Some trending the right playing, way. Yeah. Jose Altuve's playing. I mean, he had that injury, but he's playing better. You just need that bullpen to step up because they're blowing games in the second in the in the later innings, and you know your your starting pitching just has to stay strong as you get through a season. And a lot of these guys that were starting pitchers, this is a, you know you're, the guys that you're playing are starting to see you again and again and again and figure out your tendencies a little bit more. So it's hard to stay as a relevant good pitcher in MLB for five, six, seven, eight years. And that's why the greats do it. So they're just having to figure that stuff out right now too, as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it's uh it's going to be a really good series and important series for both teams, for the Astros and the Rangers. Uh, definitely going to uh, determine a lot in that division. So uh, we'll talk some more about it, but I, I do think that, man, the Astros, I'm just, I think they're just a little too inconsistent. And I, uh, the Rangers have just been great. Now they, they did drop that last one to the Tigers, but I think they were just distracted. They've been just, they they, they, did, they played like that in that first game, too, against the Tigers, and they lost. Yeah. I think they were just distracted for the All-Star and, break and, coming up, Hey, man, up
0: we still got about – we're on June 30th. Uh, we are a month away from the trade deadline. So mm-hmm. you have a month of that AOS. Do we know if the Angels are buyers or sellers? We figure the Astros are buyers. We figure the Rangers are buyers. But how much are they willing to pay for it? You could see an arms race. You could see an arms race in the AL West,
1: man. And Shohei, he continues to do it. Man, he's he's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 14 home runs now. I think in the month of June, which is some kind of freaky record. 29th home run of the year, so he leads Major League Baseball in home runs. Uh, yeah, is he going to be in the home run derby? Is that a thing?
0: I don't. I don't know. I haven't seen. I know Mookie Betts was supposed to be in it because I just saw the thing with Mookie Betts hmm. where he where. He basically said, I never wanted to be in it. And his wife uh, convinced him to be in it.
1: His wife would?
0: Because she was like, why are you not doing it? He's like, well, I just don't really want to. He's like, you know, you have an opportunity that, like, five people a year, six people a year get to do. And you're saying no just because you just don't think you're going to win it. Unbelievable. And it's like you need to take advantage of these opportunities when you get them. Because in, like, ten years, you're going to look back and go, oh. You go, he should have been married to LeBron when he should have been in the slam dunk contest. (laughs) Could have got us a better slam dunk contest, but...
1: Good God, us say. I always blame LeBron for the uh decline of the dunk contest. If he would have done it, he'd have, it'd have been more of a rite of passage for all the young guys. He didn't do it, and all the young guys was like, well, "I don't need to do it. It's not cool anymore." Uh, yeah, we we'll so, get we'll
0: get Wimby in it. He's just gonna stand on the ground on tiptoes and start dunking.
1: Yeah, honestly, he should do it because freaks like that would win it, even though he's tall. Because we just yeah. haven't seen anything like that, and it would be just be weird. Yeah, he should do the move. Oh, remember I told you that dude doesn't have to dunk it. Actually, remember he claims. He claims he does it all the time. That when the ball has a wedgie in between the rim and the backboard, when it yeah. gets stuck there, he claims he can jump up and kick it loose. <laughs> he's on the record. He says that he says he's gonna get video evidence of it that Good he can Lord. jump up and not not a bicycle kick like a soccer player. No, no. Yeah. Just jump up and literally just kinda just kick Good it Lord. like height. Yeah. I know,
0: I know they they had a report of one of the guys at the Spurs training was freaking out because they were like, no, he literally can dunk by standing on his tiptoes. He doesn't have to be off the ground to dunk the ball. Oh,
1: man. Yes. He, honestly, he needs to get in and he, just do some <laughs> freaky stuff. He would – I think he'd end up winning. I know it's crazy to say somebody that tall would win. I think he would because – Look, he'd at least
0: put on a show and everybody would enjoy it. What's
1: his it. vertical? Do we know his vertical? No. Nobody I even mean, talks about it because it doesn't matter. No. Nobody, nobody's ever brought up his vertical. You notice know that? Nobody's but, ever no, talked about but his For vertical. the
0: record, I don't think anybody brings up centers' verticals just in general. No one, I, don't, been,
1: know what, I don't know what. I don't know what Tim's
0: vertical was either. No, he, I don't yeah. know what anybody like. It was a big deal when Dwight Howard could jump a lot. <laughs> Dwight but, Howard
1: could jump really the but I don't even Sinner.
0: like. So I don't know if that's. And wasn't that.
1: Shack was a freak kind of yeah. vertical. Yeah. I,
0: I, I also don't think he went to the com, like went to yeah
1: a traditional combine. Yeah, he didn't have to do anything. I wonder what his vertical is though. If he can kick the top of the. He says he can, He can if the ball is wedged in between the rim and the backboard, he can jump, like kick it, like high step kind of and kick it. So it's it. got to
0: be, if, like, so if he can do that and you figure and his foot it can it only
1: get, what, six inches above your head? I mean, I don't even know how they I, I want to see that. Like I'm saying, I said, I want to see it. He says he's going to video it for us. Please <sighs> do. don't.
0: Don't, do, don't hurt yourself, it. He says he does it all oh, the time. Don't, like, oh, when I don't, he's, he says That scares me. It.
1: He says he does it with regularity all the time. That scares me. Why does that scare you?
0: I don't. I don't trust
1: because because, because I'm thinking it. of how physically that's done. Now he's playing healing. I was like, oh no 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 no. no, no. See, it's see. management already kicking in. Are gonna play like 40 games next year? you nah, <laughs> nah, man, we didn't reserve No, the oh, they asked
0: him today if he was playing in summer league, and he says, I don't know how many games. I don't know what they're gonna let me do, but I'm excited to play. I'll probably play in at least two or three games.
1: Okay. So he's, he's already playing. He's gonna play. Yeah, he's that, also I, said
0: he's so excited to play his first game in a Spurs jersey.
1: I know. I saw there's some video of them practicing stuff already yeah. too. Well, so. I mean, the summer league's coming up in yeah. a couple days. Are uh, you gonna? Are you gonna be watching? St- well, of
0: course, I'm gonna be watching summer league. I'm always I- hate watch. Also watching for the the, the California League. Sergio Bryce is on that team. Uh, we know that Marcus Carr is going to be on Phoenix's team.
1: Mm, yeah, I saw that. Uh, and Timmy Allen is with. Oh, I, I, I haven't
0: seen Timmy. I know Christian Bishop. I Christian saw Bishop. him in Milwaukee stuff on his Instagram. Okay. So I don't know. I didn't see if Timmy Allen has been picked up on a team. I haven't seen final. Summer league rosters from everybody yet, so I didn't know where everybody else was. Uh, but yes, I've seen. Uh, I know Marcus Carr is there. Uh, Timmy did sign somewhere, right? Yes, he did. I can't remember looking where for I was. it was. My
1: notes right now. I'm upset with myself. And CB's gonna send it to us. Oh, uh, Grizzlies.
0: Grizzlies. That's right.
1: Memphis Grizzlies.
0: So if we say Timmy's at Grizzlies, Christian Bishop, I know is working out with the the Bucks. So I don't know if he's officially on the roster or not. Oh, that's I haven't seen cool. that, but I saw him doing stuff. So. Look, you're going to keep up with some of the Texas players, and you'll have some guys from previous years that will be up there as well. So, you know, always always fun to.
1: It's going to be, man, Summer League this year is going to be kind of. Scoot I'm, Henderson's going to be trying to take over Summer League. That's what I say. This year, uh, because they've said Wimby's going to play a little bit, um, man, it's going to be a hot ticket.
0: Our CB says 32-inch vertical for Wimby.
1: That's not bad. Yeah, That's not for a big man. Yeah. For a big man. They that's not bad. In the slam dunk contest. <laughs> I'm telling you. I <laughs> think he would end up winning cause he's gonna, it's gonna, just because he's going to look So freaky and weird, you've never seen somebody with those dimensions have you know? What I mean, try to do exotic dunks. Yeah, they just but he can't well, do. Yeah, it.
0: because his head's above the rim. Just yes.
1: pretty easy jump
0: That's above saying. the rim. <laughs> like
1: just imagine him trying to do windmills and stuff. You're like, what? That just looks weird. Looks crazy. Like some out of a video game. All right, uh, so we'll get back to some NBA discussion. Obviously, a lot of NBA talk. We're on the eve of NBA We're free about agency.
0: An hour and fifteen minutes away.
1: Oh yeah. So uh, the uh, the rumors, uh, the conjecture, starting to uh, start starting to percolate in the NBA. So we'll get to some of that too. Coming up a little bit later on, um, but any news that breaks, well, of course we will discuss it, but next hour top of the hour, top of the four o'clock, we'll talk NBA. Alright, we come back, we got the Flex on the other side, right here on Ball Don't Lie on Down the Horn. Crawling underneath my bed Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Patrick, the air plays jams from local bands and artists. Very talented human beings that you have a chance to catch live right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick?
0: This is Trashy Annie. They're playing Saturday at Anderson Mill Pub. Trashy Annie.
1: Yes. Okay. I like that. It's nice. <laughs> I like that. Uh, all right, we'll, uh, we'll get some more 512 Friday suggestions from my man Patrick. We also appreciate his hard work. 512-337-3776, that's the number to the Specs text line. You can hit us up there, or you can use the Twitterverse, uh, my man Patrick. It's Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse. I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. Speaking of the Twitterverse and all of your social media platforms, go to FLXATX on all your social media platforms. You can go to FLXATX.com um, and go uh, check out the uh, different um, articles and all of uh the different pieces they have up at the website. Um got a review of of course the 707 State Champs, which are right here in the flex area. So shout out to uh the Round Rock Dragons, but also got uh some uh, the replays of the Wednesday night flex, the last one they had of this season. But remember, uh they'll be coming back next season for your Wednesday night flex. Also, um they're getting their the all flex. Watch list ready to go I believe That's something that's also going to drop Next month uh, So the flex, we on look out for that Flex crew always working hard behind the scenes So go FLXATX.com uh, Go to FLXATX on all of your social media platforms uh, Coming up next though We're going to get into some NBA discussion I can't wait to get into this too Because i got to figure out what's happening with James Harden We'll get into that We'll get into the Kyrie Irving situation Because there are reports that Kyrie Irving Maybe visiting the Suns I don't even understand Maybe he's just visiting. Oh, he's payments. visiting
0: a lot of teams now.
1: Yeah, yeah. now it's, yeah, now it's like Houston's on there, too. And it's, Houston's it's like, on there and Miami's on there. on there. And it's like, what? Oh, 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 oh. oh wow. I mean, so, yeah, we got to get to the list, the Kyrie Irving list, um, because now it seems like, and Woj, I believe, has a cons- conspiracy theory about this, about what Kyrie is doing. So we'll get into that, too. We got some audio uh, hearing from Woj about that. Uh, but also James Harden, he's upset. He's he's got a bit of a grievance with these Seventy Sixers. He doesn't like the way they handled free agency in regards to him. Um, so I'm a little confused about it. We'll get into some details. I'm Patrick. I think you've studied this a little. James bit. James Harden's upset. <laughs> Tell me it's not true. <laughs> As I say, what this is <laughs> this is only
0: the fourth time in four years it's happened. He's easily aggrieved.
1: Okay, he's easily, yeah. it, can,
0: I wonder how he's going to console himself.
1: He's. A, well, strip club usually.
0: Yeah,
1: we know <laughs> it's it a lot of consoling at the uh, the gentlemen's club. Usually, I'm
0: gonna make it drizzle tonight, guys. Uh, I'm feeling down. He's
1: feeling down. Yeah, you go. You know, and the ladies love it. They they love when he's feeling down because it goes there. I'm sure uh, it's a real pick me up for him. But yeah, James Harden's upset with the 76ers. Uh, remember, he they, right, yesterday it was proposed that it was going to be a signing trade deal with James Harden uh, with the 76ers, and they were going to find a trade partner. Don't know exactly where we're at there. So we'll talk about that. We're also on the eve of NBA Free Agency, which means damn anything could happen. A lot of talk, a lot of rumors percolating. So we'll get to that coming up. Also, uh, there's sound from Bob Stoops, who is a little upset because apparently there's a national narrative that has been built. And I'm sure I think Colin Cowherd had a take about this and people uh, kind of ran with it that uh, he believes and some other people believe that Oklahoma, they are not only on the decline that they're, they're on the way to being the next Nebraska. Like that's the belief. I think that is ridiculous. I, I'm not saying they're not going to have some type of drop off from Bob Stoops and a Lincoln Raleigh, but saying they're going to be in Nebraska, man, That's a hell of a drop-off. That is a precipitous fall from grace. Uh, So we'll play that Bob Soup sound. We'll do that in that 430 segment. And also, we haven't talked about this Georgia scandal. The uh, Atlanta Journal-Constitution has an article about uh, some research that they've done about the the Georgia football program and some... um, some deeds they've gotten away with, or maybe they're going under the radar uh, that they're trying to expose. We'll talk about that. And we'll also get into the uh, the SEC anonymous coach calling out A&M, uh, the Bobby Petrino hired by the Aggies. So we got a lot to get into. We'll do that coming up next segment right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.